0: hey everyone my name is josh Scroggins. i pastor new beginnings family just wanted to say thank you for joining our podcast and welcome we hope the following message will be encouraging will inspire you to grow deeper in your relationship with jesus christ If you'd like to know more about us or would like to support our ministry financially, you can visit our website at www.nbfamily.net. And as always, for all you do to support us, thank you. God bless you and enjoy the message. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I am excited to finish up our series today called There's More. To your story. We have been um, having a theme verse around Philippians 1.6, so I'm going to go ahead and read that right now. It says, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work among you will complete it by the day of Christ Jesus. George MacDonald said, In whatever man does without God, he must fail miserably or succeed more miserably. I'll read it again. In whatever man does without God, he must fail miserably or succeed more miserably. When we began this series, I told you there's more to your story after failure. The next week, I told you there's more to your story after betrayal, and in the last episode, I told you there's more to your story after loss. Today, in this episode, I'm gonna tell you that there's more to your story than success. Yep, you heard that right. There's more to your story than success. Let me ask you a question. What would need to happen or what would you need to accomplish to feel like a success? What would you need to achieve? What would need to happen before you could honestly look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm a success? Some of you may already be there, but I would suspect that many of you are not. And although I'm working on it, I'm certainly not there. And if you'll allow me for a moment in this episode, I'm going to be very vulnerable with you. Uh, I want to I want to just kind of open up and you're going to get to know a lot more about me than probably you ever thought you would. Uh but I want to share with you <clears throat> um a struggle that I have had. God has really been working with me uh to get through this struggle. And it uh, is something I never really thought I I had and and um so that's what I want to share with you today. I I've been doing a lot of um self-reflection. Uh, During that time, I've been really evaluating unclear and unfair standards that I set for myself. And in fact, they're impossible standards. Um, What's more than that, often I don't even have a standard. I don't even have a goal. So no matter what I do, I look back at it and I set myself up to fail because the only goal that I have in my mind is a little bit more than whatever I just did. Meaning that whatever I do um, must be a failure but the question is this what would you need to do or accomplish to feel like a success and most of the time i have no answer to that question i, I haven't had an answer to that question i should say there's no clear win that i can do to feel like a success as a husband a father a son a pastor a friend a man a christian maybe you have an answer for that question but i really have not had an answer and as I've been praying about it, God revealed to me that the reason for this is that I see success not as a place to live in, but as the end of a story. I actually fear it. And so I haven't clearly defined it. <clears throat> it's one of those weird things because I I never would have thought of all of the fears that I could have and do have. The fear of success would even be a possibility that always sounded silly to me. But let me just explain to those who don't understand fear of success I want to explain it just as it has manifested in my own mind see to me the concept of being a success means that I have achieved my biggest goals so in order for me to be a success I would have had to basically check off all the lists all all of my bucket list I, I would have had to accomplish every goal that I have worked so hard to accomplish and that means however that the work is now done the pursuit is over. The story has ended. My purpose is no more. So to me, the idea of being a success means that I have achieved everything that I have have sought to to achieve. But the, the reason that it's scary is because at what's next, you know, if you've already accomplished everything, what is there left to do in life? What's the purpose of life after that? And so to me, the ideal scenario would be me on my deathbed, looking back at my life and saying, I was successful and then I die. (laughs) <laughs> the The idea of being successful before that moment, it's scary because it feels like everything will be downhill from there. Like my best days will be behind me. Like I would have uh, already peaked and that I've already fulfilled my purpose. There's nothing left to strive for. To me, that's scary. Now I'm not saying that to bum you out. I'm, I'm not saying this to discourage you. I'm just hoping that maybe if, I don't know, somebody listening to this has felt the same thing, maybe you'll be able to relate to that and and be encouraged by this message today there's more to your story than success and i know that sounds bad i know that sounds maybe weird so let me clarify what i mean by that statement your story is not over just because you achieve a success success is not the end of the story your life is about much more than a singular moment. And what's more, success can actually sabotage your future if you're not careful. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. It's something that God has been showing me in my life that I believe will be of the, for benefit of all of us. And in this episode, I want to take you on a journey with me that God has been leading me down and share with you some of the insights he's revealed to me over the last several weeks. Success is wonderful, but without the proper perspective, success can actually be the setup to massive failure. For many, a place of success is one of the most dangerous places they can be because when you are in that place, you don't even realize you're in danger. You're not even aware of the danger. You know, before success, at least you're looking for dangers. After success, at least you're aware there might be some. But in the midst of success, we're often not even aware that danger is all around us. And so what happens is it causes us to get lazy, to forget where we came from, to lose our identity, to get arrogant, or to get too attached to where we are, that we can't or won't move forward. And even more than that, we can also get trapped in past success. And, and so today, what I want to do in this episode, I want to explore how success with the wrong perspective can hinder our future. And I also want to look at the proper way to handle success in a way that honors God and keeps us grounded. Now, there's three main perspectives about success that can harm our future. The first happens before we ever get to success. This is the fear of success I just talked about. The second happens while we're in the midst of it, where we get lazy and complacent or fearful of losing it. And the third happens when we have moved on from it, where we are stuck in past victories and unable to move forward into future victories. So let's deal with each of these in order, and then I want to look at a man who went from one success to the next without getting stuck in any of these trappings. The first wrong perspective is a fear of success, and it can take root in many things. I've already shared mine, Uh, but there are other causes. So here's a few. One is imposter syndrome, and this is something that um, it's very common. But it is really, really common for men. There is a book called "For Women Only," written by Shanti Feldkamp. Um, it's an amazing book. I would, I would recommend it to uh, to everybody. Even though it's called "For Women Only," I I read it. I, I thought it, it's a book about men. I want to know what they're telling women about us, and. Uh, I felt attacked. I'm just kidding. and Not attacked. But man, I I felt myself described so many times in these pages. And one of the things that they mention is in these surveys, they went around the country and they did these surveys with men. Um, And in these surveys, what they found was a common theme that a man's number one fear is that he will be found out to be an imposter. Uh, That's the way they described it. Um, Sometimes people who experience success... Fear that their achievements are undeserved or they're not as good as other people in their field. Imposter syndrome, basically, in, in regards to uh, what what they described as uh, men's number one fear, and I, I would agree with this, um, at least in my life it has been, is this uh, this misconception about ourselves that if people really understood who I was, they wouldn't respect me, they wouldn't love me, they wouldn't follow me. Uh, yes, I got success. Yes, I've achieved this. But if people really knew who I was, if they really knew that the front I put up isn't isn't who I am, if I'm not, you know, they they only do this because they they only admire me because uh, they don't really know me. Uh, and and that's that's something that was was very common. And it was it was I think eighty something, ninety something percent of men who had this fear. Uh, it's not only a male fear. Uh, but it is one that men deal with um, in in very, very high numbers. And basically it is. It's it's something that gives us fear of success. People might fear they're not going to be able to live up to the expectations or that other people will discover that they're not up to the challenge or that, that I just don't really deserve the success. Another, another thing that, that can cause fear of success is a fear of backlash. Right? Sometimes people fear success because of the anticipated potential social or relationship repercussions. Uh, researchers actually call this phenomenon backlash avoidance. Now, I've already mentioned something with the men. So let me pick on the women a little bit. Women may avoid self-promotion because they fear it does not align with traditional gender roles. Researchers have found that women tend to associate success with greater negative consequences. People tend to conform to these expected norms because they fear social or economic backlash. <clears throat> another thing that can cause us to have fear of success is uh, past negative experiences. People who've experienced some negative outcome in the past after doing well, such as, for instance, being derided for being a show-off or enduring hardship because of success, they may also fear doing well again in the future. And And finally, another example is shyness or social anxiety. That's another example of, of a, a cause for fear of success. Now, these are not all there is, but they are um, illustrative of a few major examples that people have. Shyness, social anxiety, people who have that, people who are shy, people who are anxious socially, they may fear succeeding because they don't want to be in the spotlight, right? So, so each of these <clears throat> can be an example of this. Now, when I think of fear of success, one great example that comes to mind was a jewish prophet named jonah he was told to take a message of repentance to a city called nineveh and this particular people in this particular city they did dreadful things to jews and i won't i won't describe them to you i i will only say that what they did to the jewish people uh, was horrendous it was barbaric and so jonah wanted to see this place punished But that's not what God told him to do. God told Jonah to take a message of repentance to the city. And Jonah already knew what was going to happen. He knew that if he went with a message of repentance, that they would repent. And he knew if they repented, God would forgive them. And Jonah wanted to see them punished. He was afraid that he would be successful. He was afraid that his message of repentance would be successful. And so he ran the other direction, and he ended up in the stomach of a fish for his trouble. Now, that, yeah, that's an extreme example, but it does ring true to so many of us who fear success. We run from it. We self-sabotage. We procrastinate. Did you know that procrastination, one of the roots of procrastination, can be fear of success? We, we can also keep our expectations low. We don't get our hopes up. We worry. We self-handicap. In other words, we sabotage our own success because we're afraid of it. And this fear keeps us from ever getting to success. What's more, we can even refuse to set an achievable bar that we can celebrate at. So anything we do will not be enough. The second wrong perspective happens while we're in the middle of success. There's a lot of manifestations of this but they're rooted in the same thing. The issue at this level when you're in the middle of success, I mentioned that it is a dangerous place to be because people don't know that danger is present. The root issue that, that stems into all of these dangerous manifestations, the root issue is attaching our identity to to our success. In other words, we consider ourselves, our own identity, as the thing we are being successful at. I am the boss. I am the leader. I am the successful one. I am the smart one. I am the funny one. I am the talented one. I am the whatever it is that you're being successful at. I am this, and that becomes our identity. The problem is, That if you live long enough all of that stuff changes and when it does what happens to your identity we need to think about for a moment how many famous people how many very 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 successful people committed suicide for instance robin williams kurt cobain ernest hemingway marilyn monroe Vincent van Gogh, each of these would be considered huge successes, but they took their own lives because they discovered that success is a poor identity and success for success's sake is hollow. See, the problem is not the success, but rather that we attach our identity to it. When we do this, we fall into two extremes. Either we just assume that we'll always be successful now because we're the person who is a success. That's our identity. If that's the case, it makes us grow lazy, apathetic, and compromising. Or number two, we get so attached to that identity that we will do anything to keep it, including abandoning the principles we once held dear or the habits that made us successful in the first place. I mean, think about it this way. How many politicians start out with noble ideals and then get into power and then abandon those ideals in order to keep their success? It happens all the time. It's why this particular perspective is so dangerous. It not only is shallow, but it takes over our identity and it replaces the old identity that got us there. When I think about this kind of mindset, I think of Saul. Saul was Israel's first king. He was the people's choice. He was loved for a while. He actually started off humble and godly, but sadly, he began to look at his success and to change his identity to reflect it. He clung dearly to his success in a way that he would do anything to keep it, even trying to kill the man whom God had anointed to be the next king after him, David. This drove him mad and he ended up losing the entire kingdom, not just for himself, but for his son Jonathan, who might have been the next king if Saul had not forgotten who he was before success that made him the person God saw as worthy of kingship. The final wrong perspective happens after we've had success, but now we see it in our rearview mirror. This is where a person has had success, but then they've moved on from it. Maybe they fell from it. Maybe they just moved on to a new season in life. Maybe it was something else. But their heart never fully left behind the past success so they can fully engage with the new season that they're in now. Yeah, I've grown up in church, and this is, this is one more than anything I, I would say that I have heard in church is the phrase, boy, I wish God would move today like he did back when I was younger right? It, it's a very, very um, common thing to hear said. And and don't get me wrong. there There is, is this uh, attitude, this mindset exists outside of church as well. It's just something that I've personally heard a lot. But I wish that God would do what he did back then. I wish we could go back to the good old days. I wish we could go back to the way things used to be and God was really doing something then. I've always heard this about like like the past is as good as it's ever going to get. That that time back then, that's as good as it will ever get. How depressing is that? If you're someone who constantly longs for God to do again what he did in the past, let me ask you a very simple question. If God has chosen to work in a different way in order to reach a different generation of people, would you be okay with that? In fact, would you be able to celebrate it? Or would you keep wishing God would do it the way that he reached you, even if it would be less effective at reaching the next generation? Your son, your daughter. I I sat under a pastor for years who once had a successful church in Kelso, Washington. He had long since moved He had taken a church in Redding, California. The church in California wasn't as big or successful as his church in Kelso. And he told us that all the time. (laughs) Seemed like at least once a month during a sermon, he would talk about how great his church in Kelso was. And here's the thing. I don't recall him talking about how great his current church was nearly as often or at all. And we actually had several things we were doing excellent at. The church ran probably 35 to 40 people, but the youth group made up over half the church. Youth ministry was amazing. We had teenagers on the streets witnessing to people. It was phenomenal. We had a powerful drama team. Now, the music quality, maybe not that great, but the atmosphere of worship was amazing. None of that really seemed to matter, though. He kept thinking and talking about his glory days in the past so much that I really believe he was missing out on celebrating the amazing things God was doing through him. And it was discouraging to constantly be compared against his old church that we could never compete against. Now He, he ended up uh, retiring and moving, and I'm sure you could guess where he moved to. Back to Kelso, Washington. You know, we we do this often. We look back at our marriages and we look at how they started. We long for that honeymoon phase again. Forgetting the fact that relationships grow deeper over time. And that just because the feelings are different doesn't mean they're better. We long for the days of our youth again. Forgetting that we had very little freedom. We long for the days where we were successful in business, but we forget all the stress that it brought with it. We long for the days of success in other areas of our life, forgetting that the same God who gave us success then is still working to give us success now. In fact, I would, I would be willing to bet that the days that you are looking back at and longing for again, if you were to go back to those days, you were probably looking somewhere else and longing for that during those days too, and you've just forgotten it. You know, we look back and it's just, I, I remember many times I thought, man, I just, I wish I was a teenager again. I wish I had that that energy again. I wish I had that excitement again. <clears throat> I wish I, you know, I, it was great. And then, But when I was a teenager, all I could think is, man, I just wish I was an adult and I had some freedom. I wish I was an adult and I had money. I wish I was an adult and I had a job and a car. And, you know, I, I, I could call my own shots. You know, we we can get stuck being in where we are and longing to be somewhere else. It's not healthy. And see, if we get caught in this trap, we will be forever looking at our lives as downhill from our moment of success in the past. But let me just remind you that your car windshield is a lot bigger than your rearview mirror because where you're going is more important than where you've been. Now, let's look at a man who went from success to success to success. His name was David and he managed to have many successes in his life without falling into any of the wrong perspectives about success that I mentioned earlier. Let's take a look at a few of these successes. Among other things, David killed Goliath and saved the nation of Israel. It's the thing that he is known the most for. He was chosen and anointed as king of Israel. He actually unified the entire nation that was divided. He conquered Jerusalem to establish it as the capital. He regained the Ark of the Covenant. He won many, many, many military battles. But still, David didn't seem to fall into a false sense of his own success. How is that possible? Well, let me read you some of David's last words and see if you can spot what his perspective was. It's recorded in 2 Samuel chapter 23. We're going to read the first five verses. It says, These are the last words of David. The inspired utterance of David, son of Jesse, the utterance of a man exalted by the Most High, the man anointed by the God of Jacob, the hero of Israel's songs. The Spirit of the Lord spoke through me, his word was on my tongue. The God of Israel spoke. The rock of Israel said to me, When one rules over people in righteousness, when he rules in the fear of God, he's like the light of morning at sunrise on a cloudless morning, like the brightness after the rain that brings grass from the earth. If my house were not right with God, surely he would not have made me an everlasting covenant, arranged and secured in every part. Surely he would not bring to fruition my salvation and grant me my every desire. You might notice that David does not take credit for his success. In fact, he recognizes that all of his success is a result of God's favor. He started off his entire uh, existence in the Bible. I mean, we, we first get to know him. He's a shepherd watching over sheep and he's writing, uh, he's writing songs like Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But he never lost sight of that. That's the amazing thing about David is that that David was a shepherd. He was this boy in a field watching sheep, worshiping God. And then he becomes a king. And while he is in the palace, he is also writing psalms. Whether he is king or whether he is a shepherd, he never lost sight of who he was because that's the person that God chose. David never saw his identity in terms of success. David saw that his success was as being identified with God. In other words, the fact that he was identified with God was what made him successful. All the rest of it was just extra. In other words, David understood that if he was right with God, he was a success regardless of whatever happened so he viewed success differently than most of us do and it actually set him up to be wildly successful david was able to go from one success to the next because he knew that each success did not belong to him alone but to god david's identity was not found in his success his identity was found in god alone That is what gave him success. You could say it like this. David understood that his identity was not found in success, but his success would be found in his identity. That is the secret that each of us should strive to live by. There are three principles to help you be successful without getting trapped in it. And I'm going to finish with these thoughts. Number one, never forget who you are. Never forget who you are are you are the kind of person who used your gifts to get that success you're the kind of person who worked hard and sacrificed you're the kind of person who trusted god to help you where you fell short if god helped you to become successful once he can do it again remember who you are don't forget who you are if god helped you become successful before do not change who you are never forget who you are Don't allow fear of success, success itself, or past success change you into abandoning your disciplines, values, or beliefs. Number two, don't change your identity. You are a child of God. Don't change your identity to become dependent on your achievements. If someone asks you, tell me who you are, I don't know who you are. Tell me who you are in a few sentences. That is a very powerful question, a very powerful statement. How would I describe myself to someone who does not know me? Would I even include the fact that I'm a Christian? Or would I tell them my name, my family, who my father is, who my mother is, uh, what, what my last name is? Would I tell them what I do for a living? Would I tell them about my accomplishments? Would the fact that I'm a child of God even even enter into that answer? I hope it would. Don't change your identity to become dependent on your achievements. Because when you become dependent on your success to feel self-confident, you will lose self-confidence whenever your success gets threatened. And finally, don't let your success feed your ego. If you allow success to feed your ego, you will become extremely sensitive to any change that can threaten your success. Remember that the credit for any success we have should first go to God. There's more to your story than success. Success does not define your story. Success is just a piece of your story. God has more for you than this one area. He has more for you and for your life than one moment of success. God has a lifetime of blessings, successes, triumphs, and victories in store for you. So don't get hung up on the one you're in right now. Just enjoy success as it comes. Thank God for them. And when it's time to move to the next one, move. And trust that God has more to your story than what you've experienced right now. Your story's not done, regardless of where you're at right now. Continue to trust God and move. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us at New Beginnings Family. We appreciate you listening and hope that the message was encouraging, inspiring, challenging, that ultimately it brings you closer to Jesus Christ. If you have any questions for us or would like to get a hold of us, you can reach out to us at www.nbfamily.net. Thank you so much. We love you. Have an amazing day. And thank you for all your support. We'll see you next time.